Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Troy to Go Variety Show. It's been a minute, about three, four weeks or something, but hey, we got a lot to talk about today and we are back. Um, and as always, I'm joined again by the movie buff bro, Justin. How you doing, bud? Woohoo! Punch that card, Troy. <laughs> another hosting thing and I'll be a co-host. <laughs> you pretty much are pretty much are at this point yeah you're my, you're my go-to i'll just keep it going as many yeah as many episodes as you'll have me on i'll just keep it rolling perfect we love that we love that so <laughs> you brought up a couple topics that you wanted to talk about today um the first yes. one being um the universal studios in japan and um super mario land nintendo land opening up um, over there yeah and then the second one is going to be wandavision and we're going to be doing full right. spoilers so if you have not seen it pause this podcast up to episode five watch it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and troy to be honest the wandavision thing i pinned on the back of this because the last episode was so yes. good but we'll do it at the end so that way if you haven't seen it you can stop after our nintendo discussion perfect brilliant so you're kind of like my go-to guy when it comes to theme parks, what's going on in the parks, and all the new rides and attractions. So for yeah. the people who don't know, do you want to run it down and let the people know what's going on over in Japan at Universal Studios? Sure. Yeah. So pretty much Universal Studios has a theme park similar to Disney. Those two companies are in a never-ending battle for IPs, for new rides, for new technologies, to make sure that they have the best theme park going. So in efforts to kind of do this, we've seen Disney acquire Marvel and and incorporate those into the theme park, Star Wars, Avatar, Universal has done very famously Harry Potter um, as a massive, massive draw to their theme parks. And the latest addition for Universal has been their partnership with Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So the first of, I think, three planned Nintendo-dedicated lands inside of the Universal theme parks opened this week um, in Japan, which is fitting, you know, Nintendo being a Japanese company, very popular there, very famous there. Um, And so I think they opened the first version there. They're also planning on opening one in Hong Kong, I believe, and Universal Studios Florida, and maybe Universal Studios in in California as well. So the basic layout of the land is this super immersive um, Mario Mm 64-esque video game brought to life. And I think it is another example of how universal is really doing theme parks right nowadays and it's kind of interesting because everyone knows troy me and you are big theme park Uh people we love roller coasters we love disney especially we have like a very um nostalgic soft spot for um that company as well as you know partial owners correct so (laughs) so so i think um we love disney that's always my number one but Universal has really come with some amazing, amazing things. And this Nintendo Park um, is kind of the next evolution of that. Yeah, no, I agree. Because, I mean, I've watched some videos. I've watched some 
you know, I've seen pictures and stuff and them kind of like running through it all. And it looks awesome. Like you, it looks like you're straight up taking like Super Mario 3D Land that came out on the Wii U and was just re-released or is being re-released on the Switch. It looks like they took that kind of like style of like how things are shaped and and like blocked around um, and and just kind of brought that into our world and just kind of like drag and dropped it in here. And it looks super cool, very immersive. um, And especially because like Nintendo stuff is awesome. Mario and those IPs are super fun, super family friendly and just kind of fit um, a theme park. Yeah. And Troy, they did a couple really interesting things in this land. I think the least interesting thing is actually the Yoshi mm-hmm. ride. It's it's a kid's ride with some very basic animatronics. Yeah. You know, it the the whole ride is about three or four minutes long, so it's not even that big. Um, and it's kind of just like copy paste, cool. Right you know something to do your first time there but nothing to wait yeah for that is kind of like the 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 storybook rides at like magic kingdom yeah but not as good not as deep as storytelling like i watched the the video ride through Mm -hmm. and i there was no real and again it was in japanese so maybe i'll give them a little like leeway there that i'm not fully (laughs) grasping what's going on but but like you're just on a yoshi you go through the land Mm -hmm. It is cool because it peeks out into like open air where you can see the whole land from like kind of a different viewing point. But to me, this is more like a people mover than a fantasy land dark ride at Disney. Okay. I think think that's pretty fair. Um, You know, it's more more akin to like a you know, like it's a small world where you know, yeah. it, it's not like moving fast. It's not, you know, it's not like a coaster. It's a ride. Yeah. And so. And it's, it's for kids, yeah. right? Like you've got a little kid who loves yeah. Mario. You put him on that thing. You could ride it for five times that day and, and the kid would be yeah. happy, you know? Yeah. It, and it's just kind of so, taking like uh, the, the story and the imagery and stuff from Yoshi's Island. That's like their Yoshi's Island yeah. one. So it's about Yoshi's, you know, saving baby Mario, baby Peach, and that kind of thing. Yeah. What I do think is cool, Troy, and this is something that, like, if you walked into the land, you wouldn't necessarily know or understand. But I think that that Yoshi ride was actually built above the Mario Party ride. Oh. So the if you're if you take away all the facades, if you take away everything... That's just a giant show building. Mm-hmm. On the bottom level is your Mario Kart ride, which we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. And on the upper level is Yoshi's okay. ride. Yeah. Ride. So in, in that sense, it's cool that they are doing like multi-level, like kind of build outs and, and kind of adding that dimension to it where it doesn't take up additional square footage, but it kind of maximizes what they're able to do there. So I, I'm not faulting them for that ride, but again, kind of on the more basic side as far as theme parks yeah, go. Yeah, it's a pretty simple ride. But I mean, isn't but isn't the Mar the Mario Kart ride inside like Bowser's Castle? Yeah. 
that's where it starts. That's where the cue yeah. starts. But I think it that it it goes quite a ways in there. Like I think it's fairly flat, mm-hmm. and and it kind of like spans a large area, similar to like you know Pirates of the Caribbean or something like that, oh, where okay. it like that makes sense. It the the facade is in one place, but the ride is actually pretty far removed from that particular space. Oh. Is my that's my understanding. Yeah. But again, I'll I'll take a double look and. And clarify for the Troy to go viewers if they we need. appreciate that we all do. Thanks. The second thing that I that I thought was really notable Troy mm-hmm. in the land was the interactivity, and I wanted to see if you were able to see any of that or like you know see videos of anything like that. But they have a band that you can buy that has the different characters mm-hmm. on it and that kind of stuff. And physically interact with a lot of elements that are going on in that land. So what did you, did you see any of that? And yeah. What do you yeah. Think like that? I saw like in the Yoshi's ride, they had like the, you know, the question mark block and you could like hit that, yeah. you know, and the sound would go and it would light up. And then there's another one um, where you can like, where like you would tap your wrist on it and then like, like you would like get coins, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think like interacting with stuff like that, you get coins and I yeah. don't know if there's you get coins and there's certain things that you can unlock like keys. Again, we've just seen videos and stuff. So we're kind of piecing it together, but I think they they've got certain things that you can collect with throughout the land. And it all is connected inside this like super Mario app that you can mm-hmm. use in, inside the land. But Troy, what I thought was really interesting is this is like a direct shot at disney because disney invented and started the magic bands right they've had those for five six ten i don't know how long but years and years and years and have never really done anything with them outside of like admission to the park yeah admission to the park admission into your like hotel room so it kind of acts as like your key i think in some instances you can load money onto it and use it as a yeah credit i card. think you can either they like attach your credit card or like load a specific yeah. amount on it and then yeah but they've never really utilized it in very cool ways in the park mm-hmm. outside of like i know sorcerers of the magic kingdom which they just closed at disney was you know linked to your magic band so you could kind of interact that way Universal obviously saw that idea and said, well, we can do this way better and partnered with probably the best company you pop you ever could yeah. to create some kind of gamification of the land Nintendo. Right. And really blew it out of the park. So I thought that was very cool. And although, like you said, it's pretty basic. You're hitting coins, you're collecting stuff. There's a couple interactive pieces that I think you can do to get keys and um, that unlocks part of the land that you can go to. But, um ultimately you know kind of basic but fun Mm -hmm. and i think it's a precursor of what universal and possibly disney can continue to develop um and and to be honest disney as two stakeholders me and troy we would love to see this in galaxy's edge oh for sure like like get it going man we we want to scan in be rebels versus the bounty hunters versus this that you know uh but I think this is a cool kind of first step for um, for Universal. Well, and they're just making a ton of money on those well, wristbands. Jay, this is their second step because in Harry Potter land, if you buy a specific wand, mm, you can use your right. wand around um, the Harry Potter, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter to interact yeah. with different things. 
Um, like yeah, you're right. For rides and uh, like the windows of shops and all that sort of thing. So yeah, I, I mean, this yeah, is good just point. Like an, it's like the same technology, except instead of you know having it in the wand, you know, you're just able to put on your wrist now um, mm-hmm. for this specific land. So I don't know if they'll like expand on that and have like a different you know style or different like theme like interactive piece for all of the new additions that they're going to be making because I think if they it do is, that yeah they're going to make gangbusters money and I totally. think it's going to be like super cool and super unique to see what they do for yeah. each you know land sure I think that's really cool and I think like as they continue to develop it. You're right, Troy. I forgot about the Harry Potter thing, but that's a a massive, massive part of that land as well. Although it's not really connected to like an app and scoring and game necessarily. Maybe maybe to your point, they can keep expanding and building that because there's definitely more stuff on the horizon. Okay, and then the third thing that obviously we have to talk about is the like main attraction in the place. And we mentioned it already is the Mario Kart all augmented reality yeah right yeah it's it's like a it's like an ar like augmented reality so it's it's like the dark rides that they have at universal and it looks like you put i mean i don't know because the video is very unclear on what exactly is going on (laughs) um yeah in all honesty like this ride kind of looks like a mess um yeah because I, you, it's just it, from the video and strictly the video, I'm sure being there on the ride, it's a completely different experience. And so we're kind of cherry picking here, but or nitpicking, but it, it just seems kind of uh, distracting and kind of a mess. Um, Dude, very hectic. Yeah. Like, because so online, there's a video with the AR goggles where the guy puts the camera up to the AR goggles and you can kind of see what they're seeing right yeah and, and kind yeah. of what's supposed to be but going I think on there's a version where you can there so i think there's like two cues you can go into like oh like a, the ar one where you get like the ar goggles and then yeah like a normal one i believe i yeah and here's here's where i think i was a little disappointed with this because i think on the ar side it looks fun it is like this really cool mix. I think they did a great job of mixing like practical effects, yeah. screen effects, which Universal's like famous for, mm-hmm. and this AR technology. But it looks freaking insane. Like shells are popping off everywhere. Yeah. There's and, characters in front of you. Like, You're is spinning. It, is it they're kind spinning. Of like a mix with that in like Midway Mania where like you're throwing the shells. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so you're, like, physically hitting a button that, like, shoots the shells out, and you're kind of collecting boxes. So it's got a cool element to it from, like, an AR, VR type of thing, and I think it's interesting. Mm -hmm. But it's so crazy and hectic that I, I guess you would have to ride it to really understand what's going on, and maybe if you're, like, the one shooting the shells, it, it, it feels a little bit more real. But from what I saw, it's just, like, a mix of, like, characters zipping in front of you spinning around you're shooting at this big boss and that big boss and then the ride kind of ends pretty quickly yeah um and then the the non-ar side is really slow 
And if you're if you're right. thinking like, oh, I'm on I'm on this Mario Kart ride. I want to go really fast. I want to, you know, have that test track feeling where I'm like flying around. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have the AR goggles on, it feels like you're not going anywhere. It's like a really slow dark ride. Yeah, which yeah. is is very cool for Nintendo fans, and like it has a lot of awesome elements that are from the Mario Kart game, but is so slow. Right. No, I agree. Because that was my thing, too. Like, both of the rides are, ex- they're slow. Like, it, yeah. like you, you would think that the Mario Kart ride would be more akin to, like, you know, like the, like the rock and roll, like, or not the rock and roller coaster. Totally. I mean, let's talk, let's look at Cedar Point, like, Top Throw Dragster. If they made yeah. that Mario Kart ride, like, Top Throw Dragster, where you go around that loop three times or something like mm-hmm. that and, and like do like three laps yeah like a short track i think that'd be really cool um i i think a ride like this where you know it's like the augmented reality and you're shooting stuff would have been better fit with a different nintendo property and yeah i think like a star fox um yeah a star fox ride like this would have worked better um, because like Star yeah. Fox, it's an on rails shooter, you know, you can go left, right, up, down and, and, you know, and the whole thing is like, you're shooting the ships that are coming after you, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think they missed the mark with Mario Kart because I don't think it needed to be interactive to be cool. I think you could keep the AR and have it be like a rock and roller coaster thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And and have it a bit more scripted and a bit more like, um, you know, so that if you do a spin out or you fall off the track or you do a loop or you, you know, or shoot out of a cannon. Like there's so many cool mechanics inside of Mario Kart that would lend itself really well to a roller coaster. Yeah. That's kind of what I was hoping or here, for. And like even better, actually make it a um, a go-kart track. Like make a real go kart track, and these and yeah. have the people like ha- design the carts exactly like the standard cart in the game, and have like different spots on the ground that like when you drive over, you will unlock like a shell, and mm. if you press a button, you can like launch a shell, and if there's a cart like directly in front of you, it can like detect that and will like stop that cart and like spin it out or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, either way, I think like throwing the shells, it would have been a little more hectic and stuff. But I think there's a way that they probably could have done that. Yeah. Um, And then I I was Mario Kart, like you actually want to feel like you're driving a car. Totally. Yeah, I was I was like a little underwhelmed by that ride just because I was like, it has the potential to be really cool. And by the way, the pre-show the walking through the queue, the Bowser's castle, all that stuff, I would say is an A plus, like just yeah. completely on another level. Like the, the best thing that universal's done, the best thing that, that Disney has done, like at that level um, where it's super impressive and immersive. And then the ride, I think was kind of a letdown on how it got executed, but yeah, and eh, I think, I, I, I think, think the queue and stuff was really cool. And looked visually awesome, but it was it's a long queue. Yeah. And so I well I, and I, I, know I, I think guarantee expecting... there's gonna be a ton and ton of people yeah. lining up to ride that ride. But yeah, and I like I think that's they, probably what they're expecting. 
you know, because yeah, like pre-COVID, the line would probably be full for an hour, two or three. Right, right. And like, granted, the video, like it was pretty empty, but like in an empty queue, it still took them 15 minutes to walk yeah. through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it like, is long. That just seems like a little, little on the long side for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I, I think that's that's a part of making sure that the queue places, that entries are very different, even though the ride building is the same for those two different rides. I think that's a kind of part about that. That's, yeah, fair. Um, okay. And then, Troy, before we move on to, to WandaVision, I wanted to get your thoughts, because obviously this is a, a great new land for universal they're going to be expanding into different parks they're going to be bringing it to the u.s to florida where we can actually go so what nintendo property if you were in charge would you add on so you've already got this land as is copy paste what attraction or what nintendo property are you bringing in as the best ride that that like we can add in Florida. Well, I'm glad you asked because I do have a couple answers here. Okay. Um, well, I want to do one too, so don't take too many. I, I won't. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I I think the the first one that I would do is um this is a little selfish because sure. I, um well actually I I I I'm just like thinking off the top of my head and I keep thinking of more and more and more. So okay. I'll, I'll just say one, I'll let you go, and then I'll do a quick fire of some others. That, okay. That okay? Yes. <laughs> so the first one that, like, came to mind would be, like, a Kirby, um, like, Warp Star, uh, mm. like, roller coaster. Cool. And so, like, it's, like, you, and you get on the Warp Star, and it just kind of, like, zips you around and, yeah. and stuff. Like, it's just, a like, an actual roller coaster, Kirby-themed, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and I, I just think there's a pretty cool way where you can do that. Um, you know, sure. and, and just make it kind of fun. That's yeah. pretty, pretty basic, pretty simple one. Yeah. I like that and changing powers and that kind of stuff. I think you've got a lot of cool things that you can do with Kirby on like a roller coaster. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking of like the incredible, incredible coaster in California where it has like you know, it's just an outdoor roller coaster, which is, right. is great, but it has kind of like enclosed spaces that they do like a little bit of storytelling that makes it all kind of yeah, or feel like, like... The, uh, the dwarf minecart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. At Disney. Um, and then so I think that's great. Speaking of minecars, I something that's rumored and it hasn't been confirmed yet. So I don't think this is a massive cheat for me to kind of steal this. But something that I felt was missing was Donkey Kong. Mm -hmm. And so this has been kind of a rumor. So this may happen. um, But a Donkey Kong mine car roller coaster. So, you know, right out of Donkey Kong 64, you know, with all of his buddies, I think that Donkey Kong would be an amazing addition to that ride because he feels like a part of that, like, super mario crew you know like yeah more more so than like kirby yeah exactly like like i get that kirby and all these guys are like nintendo properties fox but like donkey kong really feels like he's supposed to be there and supposed Mm -hmm. to be incorporated but just 
they didn't have enough time or space. Yeah, so I think because like Donkey Kong, the original game was the right. catalyst of Mario and where right. he came so, from. So I think that would be an amazing addition and and a really cool add add to that land. That's what I would add. And I feel like they were missing as I was looking through like the videos where they're looking at merchandise and bands and all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, I want a Donkey Kong everything. Like that's the cool. He's he's always been my favorite. So I guess yeah, I, I want to get the Funky there. Kong one. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, the Funky Kong do rag. Yeah. So um, my other ride that immediately popped in my head was also a um a donkey kong ride like donkey kong themed and like it was donkey kong jungle falls and so that's like your typical you know like whitewater rapid ride where you get dumped on nice not like not like a splash mountain log flume like the the river adventure at animal kingdom that type of ride okay Cool. Well, and Universal likes those rides. I mean, they they like have the most out of all the major theme parks, I think, like with where you get really wet and they're just like, OK, with it. Yeah. Um, so I think that that could be a really cool thing. Troy, mm-hmm. I, I can't believe you didn't bring this up because this is another rumor that's been floating around the Internet for a while. Pokemon Snap. That I mean, would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, don't, that, that would be amazing. Like an AR Mm-hmm. Pokemon. That's where I think that the Super Mario ride system would be an amazing Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Go ride. Yeah. You know, like you're throwing Pokeballs at things instead of like mm-hmm. shells and coins. I think that could be really cool. Yeah. And then another one is a Haunted Mansion esque ride, mm. but it's Luigi's Mansion. That That would be quite problematic, especially in Florida. I think. I think there'd be some lawsuits around that, but I like the idea. I like the idea. I mean, but like Luigi's Mansion is actually a, like a Nintendo property. Like there's three games. I I know, but you can't just do the Haunted Mansion and change the, like change out one character. I mean, I'm not saying like (laughs) copy a word for word. I mean, they can do some things with it, but like, I know, I know. Like a, like a dark inside enclosed ride with the ghosts. You know, again, you know, give give them, make it like a you know midway mania. Yeah. Um, okay. Now you're where, talking. Where like you each each person has like their vacuum, and you gotta suck up as many ghosts as you can. Yeah. Honestly, Universal also, I believe, owns the the Ghostbusters franchise, so they should just do a Ghostbusters ride like that, like literally midway mania, but like Ghostbusters. That'd yeah. be so simple. I mean, either one of those would be would be an awesome fit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So anyways, I think it's a great land. I'm very eager for it to come to Florida. I don't think it will be here for probably another four or five, six years. Yeah. Unfortunately, because of COVID. But um, yeah, I think excited to see how it continues to expand. And Disney better watch out. I think it's it's interesting. Disney is kind of taking this time to you know like batten down the hatches cut down stuff change things change mm-hmm. classic rides like and and really do reskins and that kind of thing i'm a little nervous because universal is going out there and like opening brand new lands starting new ips like yeah. really throwing a lot of money out there and it seems like everything they do is like the most expensive version of like what you can do. You know, they don't just do a dark ride. They do a dark ride with AR 
and the you know it's like they keep throwing the yeah, kitchen sink at everything corners. right they're they're really throwing everything at it and again you can see the differences when you look at the cues because i think that was something disney did better than anyone else for so long right mm-hmm. like the entertainment and the immersiveness that you got while you're waiting in line for the thing that you wanted to do was like a Disney hallmark for a very long time. I mean, look at Pirates of the Caribbean as kind of the gold standard for, for that for uh, like decades. Yeah. And then, um, you know, since Harry Potter, I think Universal has really had an unlock. And I think they've quite frankly hired a lot of people out of Disney mm-hmm. and said like, you know, we want you to do what you're doing over there over for us with different properties. And so I think it, it's great for competition. It will keep Disney on their toes. It will keep Universal innovating. And, and ultimately for theme park fans, it's a win-win. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And half hour in, I think it's a good time to wrap up our Universal yes. talk. Because let's get to what people are really here for. They want me and you talking comics, bro. Okay. And Marvel. All right. All right. So, episode five of WandaVision just dropped on Friday. I had a chance to watch it. You had a chance to watch it. Yep. And holy shit. All right. This is like the craziest thing, the most ambitious swing for the fences. Yeah stuff i have ever seen marvel do yeah um, agents you know, of it, shield is over like that era of like shitty marvel television that wasn't really tied to the movies but kind of like yeah that yeah. shit is completely in the rearview mirror yeah like tied only by reference right so they've they've stepped up in a big way and Cute. the crazy thing is is like that this wasn't supposed to be the first like TV show we saw from Marvel. Like we were, we were supposed to see uh, uh, winter soldier and Falcon first. Oh, really? Yeah. But because of the delay of black widow, those got flipped. Oh, because um, those are pretty connected. Yeah. Yeah. Cause those are pretty connected. And so they kind of want those to run, run alongside each other. Okay. Um, I think the rumor is that um, Florence Pugh, um, who is playing Natasha's sister, sure. is going to come in and kind of take her place on the Avengers as the Black Widow. Oh, um, the kind of like the blacker widow, yeah, the, the purple widow, <laughs> the darker widow. Yeah, we'll have to give her a new name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so th- that's kind of the rumor with that, and so cool. I think they, I think those that show is going to be kind of how that happens. I think she's going to pop up in that show, in some um, stretch. Sure. I mean, with what happened in episode five, anything is possible. Yeah. So back to Wandavision. I need to pull in the reins a bit. I'm standing up. I'm pacing. I'm getting excited. Yeah. So with um with this episode, you saw that Vision is putting together what's going on yeah um and like he seems is beginning to seem really uneasy about everything and um wanda is starting to get more reckless with doing magic in front of agnes and um and agatha or agnes seems to be the only other person who really in that town who really knows what's going on yeah she because like she was like oh like do we want to take that from the top do you want me to run my lines again and 
it, it's just like building on each other. Like I've, I, the first two episodes, I still really, really enjoyed. Yeah. I thought it was very unique, really kind of, it was funny. I was like laughing out loud. It was just charming. And Paul Bettany is acting his pants off. He is doing, <laughs> he is amazing. Yeah. Like it's unreal. He is so yeah. good. And um, Troy, the, the, I think that is the biggest, like, kudo that i can give this show and the biggest thing that i've been enjoying is the evolution right so the first two episodes right. come out i was like okay i see what they're doing this is cute kind of weird like i'm not really sure where it's going episode mm-hmm. three had that massive hook where they kind of like mm-hmm. you know showed you the outside world for the first time and you're like holy shit this is all like yeah. a big thing episode four was a like a bunch of exposition um, about kind of bringing everyone up to speed and now it feels like halfway through the season right they are yeah like fully entrenched in this like drama and god man it is so good like that's the thing that is so surprising to me is if you would have told me after the first two episodes that this was going to be like episodes and shows that were like on par with the movies on par with like the Mandalorian I would have said I doubt it but they have just done things and told stories in a way and really like translated their content and the the way Marvel does things into television so so well Um, I, I mean I think Kevin Feige at this point is like a time traveling God who like has already seen all this stuff play out. And is just making sure that we're like plotting against it. He's a Watu, the watcher. He knows <laughs> everything that is going on. Dude, in he's insane. It's, he is like, seriously, seriously. Like Kevin Feige is the guy. Like there is, there is no one close yeah. to that as far as like producing show running. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's got it. Dialed. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's unreal. I I mean I mean let's just get into it. They brought back Quicksilver. Yeah. But as the Quicksilver from the Fox movies, like <sighs> they pulled him straight out of Dark Phoenix and dropped him into this Dude, one. I and, was like and I don't know if you noticed this at first, but then when they first showed him, it was from behind right. and he had the exact same haircut that um he had that Pietro had in Age of yeah. Ultron. So at first you couldn't tell which Quicksilver it was going to be because you see that you see the silver hair, you see the jacket, you're like, oh shit, it's Quicksilver. Yeah. But you don't, but then like they show his face and it's Evan Peters from the Fox universe, from the Fox X-Men universe. And like, I, dude, I was, I would watch this on my lunch break at work at my desk. It took like everything not to be like, like just screaming and shouting and crying like (laughs) dude it was insane it was literally like i was watching it and paused it and was like my brain felt broken because i was like seeing something on screen that i knew was from the fox x-men universe while i was watching a disney marvel universe thing and i was like this can't be like these two are not allowed to be on screen together like we've been conditioned for this for so long these two things do not mix and then kevin feige just says like hey we just bought fox so fuck everything you think you know like this is this is our plan going forward 
Yeah, so clearly Wanda is, because um, I think it's really telling, because when when the Sparky, the dog, died, yeah. I guess, because it ate some leaves, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you're you're the one who yeah. owns the dog, so don't let the dog I guess eat that, now. jeez. <laughs> um, but, like, but the kids are like, you can do anything, you can bring people back from the dead, fix yeah. him, and then you see Wanda kind of like, get this weird like look in her eye and, and she's like oh i can and then at the end of the episode quicksilver yeah. shows up and like right as like vision and wanda are like butting heads and like literally about to right fight, which i was here for you know, i want to see it yeah which i which i was here for and I just, I just think it's really unique, and you see that Vision still has some sort of, you know, powers from the Mind right. Stone, um, because like you saw him touch Norm, right? Or is that his name? Yeah, yeah, I think so. His coworker, yeah. So he touches. I, I believe it's Norm. So we're gonna go with that. He like touches Norm and kind of like zaps him back, so he has control, and he's like, "You gotta save us. You gotta help us." Blah blah blah. And then, like, Vision, like, freaks out and doesn't know what to do, so he just puts right. him back. And, and and then he, like, tries to confront Wanda on it, and she is just playing, like, whatever, doesn't matter, I'm not doing anything, whatever. Um, and I just think that's really, really, I, I think this show is yeah. getting good. Honestly, I think this show is better than The Mandalorian. I'm enjoying oh. this more than I have enjoyed oh, The dude. Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is amazing, a great <laughs> show, but... I, I just think that it, 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 this, just how bold the show yeah. is and what they're trying to do just makes it better yeah. for me. It's just it, the balls that they have at, at Marvel Studios to do something like this is, yeah. Unreal. Well, and Troy, you, to be fair, you are like a Marvel guy first. And I think I'm, I kind of lean more towards DC and Star Wars. Like, I, I kind of feel like I, I'm more in the Star sure. Wars lane. So I'll give you that. But I, I agree with you. This show is is top tier. Every week it gets better and better and better. Like this is a crescendo towards yeah. the end of the season and like every I don't know if they're really mixing the Marvel universe and the Fox universe with this or if this is just an easter egg for like hardcore nerds. I think that the cool part about the show is it's so referential to how people are watching it because you have like the stuff mm-hmm. going on with Wanda. And then you have mm-hmm. the extra layer of people outside, right, that are watching the show and yeah. literally writing on whiteboards like, what does this mean? What are the hexagons? What are this? What are this? Yeah. They, they right, are literally right, which they're like, as a movie reviewer, I'm like, that's what I was thinking. Exactly. And then they do the credits, which are the people who are physically creating the show in real life mm-hmm. run during the show WandaVision that the people are watching. So it's like all insane like it just this show is so referential and so like in tune with how it's being watched and so like knowledgeable about how people are consuming content nowadays that i think it is really like just blowing me away from a like something that marvel's never done star wars has never done like no one really has ever done something like this maybe deadpool maybe deadpool yeah yeah, I, I think that this show is just 
taking leaps totally. and bounds every week. And I think that they're doing some, some crazy stuff. And I don't think that Quicksilver is the biggest You're kidding. cameo. Surprise drop. Do you um, think Doctor Strange? I, I think we're going... Yeah. I, in all honesty, I was expecting Doctor Strange. Me too. To That's that what door. I was thinking too. Only because they have it and that, that the next Doctor Strange is going to be like multiverse of madness. And Wanda is going to be right. a part of that story. So I'm like, I mean, this this makes the right. most sense. So I'm I'm still holding out. Which people are, yeah, which people are speculating now that Wanda, based on the series of things that we are watching now in this show, is going to become yeah. unhinged and become the villain or one of the villains. You know, it might be, you know, uh, yeah. Batman v Superman. You know, enemy in the beginning, they figure it out. Then they go against, you know, the bigger enemy, which people are also alluding to being uh, Mephisto, who is Marvel, Marvel, 616 Marvel Universe's, mm, like, okay. devil, apparently. Um, and so they're they're trying to hint that um, that Mephisto is the one who kind of is manipulating Wanda yeah. in this way um, and kind of spiraling her out of control. And with that, they think that Agnes, her neighbor, is actually a witch called Agatha oh. Harkness, who is a in the Marvel comics a witch. Um, so she knows magic and everything like that, which would make sense why she understands what's going on. And she works closely with Mephisto because in the comics, I'm getting very deep okay. in weeds here, so bear with me. In the comics, Mephisto creates the twins for Wanda by using part of his soul. And he sends Agatha Harkness after Wanda and the twins to get them back so he can mm, reclaim his okay. soul. That is, that is deep. <laughs> so he kind of, so basically he, so Mephisto basically turned the kids into okay. horcruxes. Oh, if you're Jesus, a Harry Potter no. fan. Don't get another IP mixed up into this. I'm already like, my head already hurts <laughs> with the multiple Marvel universes. Okay, so Troy, to wrap up this conversation, I want to ask you two things as we move forward. And again, we've seen episode five. We have six, seven, eight, nine. Is there 10 episodes or nine? I think we have four left. I think. Okay, yeah. So we have like four or five episodes left in the series. One, do you think that Scarlet Witch, Wanda is doing this all or is she being manipulated and two do you think that after this vision will be able to continue like will be back to life like do you think those things are are happening or do you think this is like i don't know i'm I'm interested to see because to me those are the two oh and i guess third do you think do you think that the X-Men are now incorporated into the MCU? Um, okay. So, one, I think that this was a creation um, okay. of Wanda. I, I think she... I don't know if she's being manipulated or quickly watched because you... Because when she exited the, the sure. dome, the bubble, the hex... You saw how unhinged right. she is. She is she is unhinged. She is crazy. She is grieving the loss of vision. 
and not really mm-hmm. sure how to deal with that. And um, I, so I don't know. It's it very well could be she's being manipulated in some way by someone else, or there's some outside force yeah. kind of pushing her along. But it very clearly could just be her and we are finally seeing the full yeah. scale of her well power. because in the comic book um, she's like one of the most powerful mutants in the world i mean she literally rewrites reality at one point for everyone like for the world yeah yeah like by yeah she she says no more mutants and destroys and kills all of the mutants except for like 126 yeah. of them yeah and so like she is she is powerful on a um, global destructive rewriting yeah. reality scale, um, which you are seeing that she's doing because uh, Monica Rambeau, when she she was wearing like her bulletproof vest, and when she entered the bubble, her cha- her clothes changed, but they yeah. kept those properties. So she's rewriting everything that enters into the into the dome, the hex, as they're calling it now to fit her reality yeah. inside there. Wow. Okay. So, and then my, my other question, do you think vision makes it out of this alive and back, back to us? Yeah. I, I do don't not. think so either. I do not. I think, I think that it, I think the final standoff um, of the show, like the climax of the show is vision standing yeah. up to Wanda. Like we saw a hint of in this episode. And Wanda snapping, oh, killing wow. him. Dark. Um. Yeah. So I, I think, I think Wanda's gonna kind of put the final nail in the head with Vision and completely yeah. take him out of the universe. See, I disagree. Um, I think Wanda's being manipulated, and I think Wanda will have to let Vision go in order to escape herself, and that will be like the the kind of thrust for her back into like the hero realm you know like she she is gonna have to finally okay. like actually let him go so do you think vision will be the sacrificial yeah. lamb to yeah save yeah Wanda? because i i don't think there's a huge arc for vision left i mean i don't know he was never like a major yeah. major character they they gave him good moments but he was kind of like a little overpowered to be honest so they always had to like kneecap him in some way um right and i mean i think anytime you give any of the characters an infinity stone they're going to which is how wanda got her powers so you know that's why she is so powerful so keep an eye on that i think but i don't think vision makes it out of this alive um because i don't i don't know if he's Mm -hmm. actually alive i think he's kind of you know a figment of of like this warped reality um, so he, I don't think he he'll yeah. be able to leave. Although I think the the idea is they because... keep updating the shows, you know, from the fifties or the sixties, the seventies, yeah. the eighties to the nineties to current day, so that once we're at current day, he is alive in current day, and they can go about and live their lives. But I I yeah. don't know if that's realistic. Yeah, but but it, it seems like that's just like kind of the theme maybe. that she is yeah, playing in her head. Is like she wants this wholesome sitcom like lifestyle, you know, where nothing, everything's yeah. whimsical, nothing's serious. It's just her and her husband, the synthesoid <laughs> that she loves so dearly, and her kids that she yeah they dropped synthesoid that last um, episode. That was pretty cool. 
Um, okay, yeah. and then lastly, this is the big question from the end of this episode. Are the X-Men and Fantastic Four now officially incorporated into the MCU? Or is this like an Easter egg for nerds and like movie reviewers and people like us? I I don't think they are incorporated in the MCU because, you know, you got to think about it in, like, terms of, like, actual, like, yeah. Marvel universes. Because you have the main Marvel universe, which is the right. 616 universe. And and so that's kind of acting like the MCU. And, and then you have the Ultimate Universe. And then you have the 2099 mm. universe. And so the Fox one is a similar universe in sure. the Marvel canon but it's running parallel to the MCU. And I think Wanda with her ability to warp reality was, was able to pull him from the other universe and pull. I think she's able to pull other things from different universes into the MCU. And so I don't think, you know, I don't think on the grand scale of things we're going, it's going to be like, um, you know, like, oh, like the all the Fox movies right. are now in the MCU. Yeah. That's canon. Because that just that that just doesn't add yeah. up correctly. Um having Wanda be able to pull things from different universes or open re open alternate realities where you can see them and interact with them, yeah. I think that fits. Yeah better cool well either way i'm really excited about wanda and vision and where it's going and and god man i love the mcu they just can do no wrong they've they've been hit after hit for me yeah okay we've been running long here so we're gonna wrap it up folks thank you again so much for listening and joining us on this (laughs) almost hour-long journey we Me and Justin both appreciate it so, so much. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. Be excellent to each other. Thanks for...